Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Hey, you've checked out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. It's Friday, and I'm excited to be talking today. I got some things I want to share, some business ideas I want to give you. We're going to be talking about ad spending today, and if you should be running ads for your business, we're going to be dipping into that conversation. Before we do, though, I got to tell you, uh, of course, like I mentioned in the intro, you got to make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, but also, you may have missed this. We are on Patreon. If you have been listening to the podcast and you want to partner in supporting it, or if you want all sorts of really awesome perks for you and your business, things like one-on-ones with me, conversations with me, some uh, content specifically for you, maybe some questions answered about your business. Uh, Heck, if you even want maybe your business sponsored on the podcast, if you've been listening, you might have seen that we've put in some, we've referenced some other businesses that have paid for sponsorship spots, uh, you should check out the Patreon. We've been working on the podcast for a couple of years. It's been pretty incredible to see it grow and develop. And so if you want to be part of that journey, check out patreon.com slash good advice. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N patreon.com slash good advice. Today's episode, uh, I, it, I have to admit, it's come out of, well, like many episodes that I put together, it's come out of some frustration of bad advice that I've seen given to business owners in a multitude of places. But also, I want to tell you the story of when I first started my business. Uh, I was actually just talking to someone the other day who he, he said, after losing $38,676 as an entrepreneur, I can't do it anymore. I quit. And so I'm talking to this guy and he's explaining, I've spent 38 grand, almost 39 grand on my business. I came into the business excited, hungry. I was ready to develop it into something meaningful. I've put in the time, I've put in the effort, the passion was there. And yet the business didn't go anywhere. It ultimately failed. And this journey now, I'm I'm frankly ashamed of now where I've ended up because now I have a failed business and a heck of a lot of money that is out, it's gone, you know, what have you. So I'm talking to this guy and I said, uh, I shared a little bit with him my story and I said, hey, I, I understand where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. And ultimately, it's not your fault. I mean, it... It is his, let's think about this realistically. I mean, the business failed. It is his fault. (laughs) You know, it's not, it's not, there's not anyone else to blame here, but his naivety in going into business is his fault, or excuse me, is not his fault. I'm saying everything is his fault, is his fault, apparently. That part is not his fault. And here's what I, here's why I'll say this. If you get on social media, What are you going to see regarding business, entrepreneurship, and what have you? You're not going to see people talking about the struggles of finding customers. 
You're not going to see people talking about uh, days or weeks or maybe even months going by with zero revenue because those people are losers. That's what we think. That's what that's at least what we tell ourselves when we don't honestly share struggles that we're going through. And so what then happens is people fall into this trap of think. I mean, it's, it's not just business. This is how we use social media in general. We never share the things that are challenging or hard unless we can flip it into making ourselves look, excuse me, uh, make ourselves look really, really good. And so what this then looks like is uh, it's kind of like the couple who posts like the really cute photos together and then you find out like a month later they're getting a divorce. That didn't come out of nowhere. It's it's that kind of decision comes from months, if not even sometimes years of animosity and contempt and struggle and challenge and what have you. Same is true for businesses. Businesses don't fail all of a sudden. They fail after a, a long period of consistent dysfunction that a lot of times we're not even aware of. But so people don't post about this. What they post is what's going to get them likes, what's going to get them followers, what have you. And so anytime, actually, I have a folder on my computer called Stop Doing This. And it's literally screen grabs of things that I've, it's, it's toxic entrepreneurship, really. It's people who are only telling you part of the story. They're not giving you the whole journey. They're giving you, they're, they're taking a 10 year story and portraying it as an overnight success story. So like the most recent file that's in this, uh, that's in this, um, folder is a screen grab of a guy who was like, man, I just love my business so much. And it's a picture of his Stripe account. And it's a it's a picture of the notifications of the money going into his Stripe account. And so it's like, you know, $15,000 was just uh, inputted into your Stripe account. $8,726 just input. And it's just, it's just transaction after transaction after transaction. And it's all on a Sunday afternoon over the course of about maybe two hours. You know, it's like, you know, 3.44 p.m., you know, 4.15 p.m. 4:17 p.m. and it's like something like maybe $150,000. And of course, he's like, "Hey, if you want to know how you can do this, DM me and of course I will tell you." So, the whole thing's really slimy, it's really shady, but this is what's all over social media. And so for someone then to actually get into business and find out that, hey, this is a lot different than I thought it was, that is all too common. And so I was talking to him about this where I was explaining, you know, hey, it's, it's, I get it. It's not fully your fault. You know, we were all kind of victimized by this culture on social media. But I also shared with him the story of what I fell into. And of course, it's it's an absolute bias that now I approach to business. But some of the the, the challenges that I stepped in, into, I have now seen shared. I've seen the same bad advice I was given now being given to young aspiring business owners. When I say young, I just mean I don't mean age wise. I mean people who are jumping into their business for the first time. So whenever I first started my business, it was literally day one of my business, and I had a guy that I met. 
who was like, man, Blake, I'm going to help you get your business to uh, where it needs to be. I'm going to help you get to a consistent sales pipeline. I'm going to help you do this, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And again, being a naive new business owner, he's talking about the results he's achieved. He's talking about all the incredible things that have happened with some of his clients. And so I'm like, okay, yes, let's do this. So I start working with this guy and right off the bat, it feels sketchy. And here's why it feels sketchy is because he starts talking about um, renting expensive cars. He starts talking about renting expensive condominiums, uh, recording videos in front of those things to make myself look incredibly profitable and successful. And it's extremely slimy. And it's extremely, uh, there's no integrity with it. There's no honesty with it. And I'm like, hey, this, this doesn't feel right. And he's like, Blake, I'm the expert here. You're not. This is what sells. If you want to make money, this is what you have to do. And that's, that's this whole conversation is besides the point. The other part of it was, he was like, Blake, you need to start running ads for your business. And you need to do something like maybe $200 a day uh, as an ad budget. So this is the money that Facebook or Google or what have you is going to spend per day to get your ad in front of people. And so you need to run about a $200 a day budget and you'll start bringing in sales that way. And so I did what he told me to. I thought, okay, yeah, let's, I mean, this person seems like the expert. Let's do this. Now, telling the story after the fact, two years later, you're probably thinking this, this sounds crazy, but you'd be amazed how often this kind of advice is given. And so over the course of maybe a few months, maybe even longer, I can't remember, I spent something like $10,000 on my paid advertising for my business. And I did not get a single sale. Now, all the digital marketers who were listening are like, well, hey, you must be, you just must not be good at ads. You must just not be, and I'm, I'm not claiming to be great at ads, but what I will tell you is I also have friends who are in national ad companies who will agree in that it is not so simple as, oh, just run an ad. Oh, just put the ad in. And here's why. Here's why it isn't so simple. When you first start your business, you don't even fully have a grasp on what it is and what you're selling. And I don't mean that like you're clueless to it because obviously like you know what you're selling, but you don't know how to talk about it. You don't know what your customers are going to think about it. And so I'll give you two examples of this. It's the person who says, uh, uh, here's a great example, actually. I met a guy who was selling journals. It was like uh, daily, uh, what's it called? Like, um, not goal setting, but you know, like those journals that, uh, it's, it's like personal development journals. So like you write out like your schedule, like what are my goals this week? What am I working on? It's like more than a calendar. It's also like, you know, for your mental health, um, and all of that. And so he's selling this journal and he, and he pulls out the journal and he hands it to me. And I say, okay, so tell me about this journal. Uh, Cause he's trying to get some advice for his business. So, okay, tell me what's great about the journal. And he's like, oh, it's just so much better than my competition. I mean, seriously, like what, what is true about this journal? I mean, it's high quality. It's so much better quality than the competitors. Uh, there's so much more value. You get, you get so much more in this than the competitors. Uh, it really lets people plan out their week and find some comfort and some peace and de-stress a little bit. And he said, you know, these are, these are all things that are true that make this different than my main competitor, which is X. It's this national brand that he's competing with. And I said, okay, would your customers say the same thing? And he's like, of course, of course, my customers would say the same thing about, um, uh, about my journal. Um, and so I said, okay, would 
yes, I'm not, I'm not discounting the fact that your customers like your product, but would your prospective customers in holding your journal, would they be able to look at your, your competitor's journal and say, okay, wow, this really is different. This really is a lot more higher quality. And there's a simple truth in business. And that's that you are the biggest fan. You are the ultimate fan for your product. And it's like, it's like your baby, right? You might have this ugly baby, but to you, it's your baby. You know, it's like, oh, I love this thing. This thing's amazing. It's awesome. Who wouldn't want this? Who wouldn't want to see this, to hold this, to hug on this, to love this? And everyone else is like, dude, that's an ugly baby. That is not something that I want to put my money on. But so whenever you're, you're first starting out your business, you haven't quite figured these things out yet. You know, there's things that they, they make sense in your mind, but when you start talking to your customers, you start realizing, okay, this, this is actually what I'm trying to sell. You know, this is what I'm actually trying to give to someone. You know, it's less about the journal and it's more about I'm trying to develop these certain results in the people that are hopefully buying my product. And, and this person, he got this. He understood this. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not trying to paint this guy as oblivious, but that was an important data point in the conversation was, you know, talking about how great his journal was. And I remember just thinking, okay, well, I don't know if your if your customers are actually going to think that like you will. The other part of this is it's not just about knowing what you're selling. It's even like to the granular level of knowing how to talk about your product. And here's what I mean by this. Whenever I was, I, I first started in my business, I was talking to different people who ultimately weren't my customers, but they were saying things like, okay, your clients care about making more money. And so you want to tell them that you're going to help them, their employees be high profit employees. They're employees that are going to really contribute to the bottom line for the business. And so I had an ad guy who was like, we should, we should run an ad that talks about, uh, turning your employees into high profit employees. And so I ran ads on this and I spent hundreds of dollars on this and it didn't go anywhere. Well, I sat down with the business owner and actually just coincidentally showed him the ad. And I said, what do you think about this? And he said, well, uh, I don't really talk about my employees this way. I don't call them high profit employees. That, may, that sounds like I'm Scrooge McDuck or something. Like I don't, I don't do business this way. I don't, this isn't even my line of thinking. You know, obviously I want them to be engaged. I want them to be motivated. I want them to care about the business, but, but I don't, I don't refer to them in that language. And so my issue was the way that I was talking about these, this product, this service was that it, it, it was, it was alien to the people that I was ideally selling to. And so here's, here's why paying for ads is a bad idea when you are new in your business. It's because as you are developing, you're formulating your product, you're formulating how you talk about it, this in and of itself, just like actually running the business, it's an evolutionary process in and of itself. And what I mean by this is, day one of your business versus day 100 of your business, you're going to have a totally different perspective on who you are, what you sell, and how you compete with the people who are in your industry. This is stuff that's it's almost like a rite of passage that everyone has to go through. And more importantly, in the world of sales, 
you are going to have to get reps in of putting your product in front of people and listening to what they have to say about that. Listening to, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's understanding that there's value and rejection and putting your product in front of someone and, and actually hearing them say, I don't like this. I don't know about this. This, ooh, I don't, this doesn't really ping with me. The problem with, with paid ads, and, and, and let me, let me help with this line of thinking, by the way. Uh, if you have developed your business, you know what to sell, you're making money, you have validated what it is you want to offer to people, I'd say jump into paid ads. It's a great way to scale your business. But I think what happens more often than not, it's this digital marketing guru culture where people claim to be experts in helping you grow your business. And so what they tell you is on day one, yeah, you want to make a lot of money. You want to be rich. You know, that's awesome. Okay. We're going to get your business started. We're going to run some ads. I mean, it's the same experience I went through and it's not just me. I work with so many different entrepreneurial circles. So many, that's, that's local, that's national, just so many different people who are trying to grow their business business. And I noticed a conversation the other day, I actually got into a disagreement with someone who there was a guy who was asking a question on how do I know I'm selling something that people want to buy? Well, the, the right advice is you should, you should go to those buyers and ask them what they think of it. Ask them if they want to buy it, get their direct feedback from them. You know, it's like the guy who asked me, he had a product for, uh, um, empty nester mothers who were over 50. And he was like, do you think I should sell this? And I said, dude, what, what about me communicates that demographic to you? You should go out and meet those women and ask them, Hey, what do you think about it? And like get actual feedback on your product. And he was like, okay, yeah, I didn't think about that. Well, so I had this guy who was asking a similar question. Hey, I have this idea. I'm trying to sell. What should I do? And someone else chimed in and said, you should, you should run paid ads, run some ads, see if anybody buys it, you know, just make some ads, put some money out there, see if anyone buys it. And I said, man, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't think that's a good idea. And he said, well, him spending 300 bucks on running ads is a lot cheaper than building out a product that nobody wants. And it's like, yeah, I mean, when you compare those two things, that is true that $300 is less than 38946 or what have you. But the point that I was making was, yes, but getting out there and talking to your prospective customer is free. And that's really wherein lies the problem with paid advertising is that it has to be the right time in your business to indulge in it, to engage in it. It's not something to jump into when you aren't even sure who wants to buy your product. Because think of this, the feedback you get talking to someone person to person is so much different than the feedback you're going to get with your advertising. Cause here's what you can get in your advertising. You're going to get measures. You can get metrics like cost per click. How much are you spending to get someone to click on your ad? You're going to see other things that are unrelated to your ad, like bounce rate, meaning how long did someone, uh, 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 what percent of people were actually on your page and how long were they on it before they jumped off and, and basically left it completely. You're going to see things like uh, cost per conversion. So how much did you spend for someone to uh, buy your product or sign up to your newsletter or what have you? This stuff is extremely data heavy. And it's why there are national companies who handle this for businesses. 
And I want to pull you back to some other concepts that I've shared in previous podcast episodes. There's, there's two things, especially if you're an entrepreneur or you are a young business owner. When I say young, I'd say within the first three years of your business. There's two things you're going to want to think about. First, cash flow is king. You need to absolutely put all of your time, effort, and energy into making sure that every dollar you spend has an an incredible return on investment. You can't have this line of thinking of flippant spending of, yep, I'll spend $300 here. I'll just run some ads. Hopefully it works. Uh, Unless it's just cash that you can burn. Unless it's just like, okay, I have all this money. I'm, I'm comfortable losing this and never getting it back. Uh, I think back to whenever I first started my business, I had all of this money. I thought, okay, I have enough. If I lose a little bit of it's okay, but if it even returns a little bit, I'll be in good, in a good place. And I think about how much faster my business would have grown if I could have taken that $10,000 and put it somewhere else. It would have been a lot better for me long-term. I mean, I, I spent the start of my business almost climbing out of the hole of that dysfunction, dysfunctionary spending. And it would have been so much better used otherwise. And I've seen this, I see this happen all the time, by the way. I talked to someone who they were starting their business and they said, okay, we're going to buy a truck. Uh, it was a, uh, an in-home service business. And they're like, we're going to buy a truck. We're going to buy this. We're going to buy that. Here's the supplies we're going to get, yada, yada. And it was something like $40,000 or maybe like $35,000 worth of spending. And I said, you know, I, I really wouldn't do that because what's going to happen is you're going to spend all this money for an idea that you don't even know if one, people will buy it from you. And two, if you're really into this, you know, the entrepreneurial lifestyle, it feels really sexy. It feels really charming until you actually get into it. And it's like, wow, running a business is freaking hard. Seriously. And so you don't want to spend that money until you actually get into it. And actually, the reply I got back on this was, well, these are things that we need. They're mandatory for our business. We can't start our businesses without these expenses. And I pointed them to the lean startup. I said, that's why you got to go lean. That's why you have to think about how do I start a business in as lean a way as possible. Another concept you find in the startup world is called an MVP. What's the minimum viable product? What they're talking about is what's the least you can spend, the most stable working version of this product that you can get in front of somebody and sell to them so that you can confirm that people actually want what you have. That's the approach we need to take with our business is how do I go lean? How do I do this in the right way? And I actually had a client last year who was he had just started his business and he was looking at a um, really expensive software for his business. And he said, what do you think I should do? And I said, I wouldn't spend a dollar on that because you don't know if you're going to use it. You don't even fully know if your customers are going to want it. And it's an expense at the start of your business that really hasn't developed a strong sales pipeline. And you might not ever get that money back. And sure enough, months later, it came down to basically a sunk cost. It was okay. Yeah. I wasted money on this. And I don't say that to be like, Oh, I was right. I say it to point out that there are things that feel like, Oh, I need this to start my business until you realize, okay, wow, there, I actually didn't need that. And I could have saved that money and used it otherwise for my business. So you gotta, you have to really let the process go about before you jump into this kind of stuff. And it's, it's not just about, by the way, um, I said there were two things. It's not just about understanding cash flow. It's also understanding that 
time, your capacity for your time is also one of your biggest barriers to growth. And here's what I mean by this. Everyone has the same 24 hour period in the day. How much of it can you realistically spend on your business? Now, there's people who are going to jump in. They're going to spend something just ridiculous. They're going to spend 16, 18 hours a day on their business. I mean, they're going to be consumed on spending. And, and, and obviously, there's a very short-lived process there where you can't do that forever. But so people are going to spend as much time as they can trying to get their sales up for their business. But also, even beyond this, you have to think about what are you spending your time on? It's like a guy I remember talking to who he was running a business and he was spending hours and hours on a video training series to give to his employees. He had these minimum wage employees and it was taking a lot of time to train them. And so he thought, okay, I'm going to spend all this time recording videos to give them hours of video to give them and they'll watch it and train themselves. And I said, respectfully, your minimum wage employees are not going to care enough to watch all of those videos. The, the better way to approach it is on the job training where they're going with you to do your business. And so you're there making money, but they're alongside you getting trained on the job. And so you're killing two birds with one stone. You're still bringing in revenue for your business, but someone else is there learning from you, figuring it out, figuring out uh, and figuring out what to do. But this is what happens though in our business. It's like, oh, I got to do this. You know, I got to spend time on this. It's like the person I, I had a guy I remember who he spent a month building his website and he didn't even have a single online sale. His sales were all via uh, direct in-person conversations. And so it's like, why did you spend all of that time trying to grow a website when frankly, you could have spent that time meeting people, making sales, and then peeled off some of the revenue from those sales to pay someone else to make your website. See, we get so energized around these certain things for our business without realizing that that's going to steal the success of your business because it's a huge time sink, which brings me back to paid advertising because it is a massive data dive on analytics, numbers. Uh, and by the way, if you don't understand this stuff, we're, we're, not, we're not even mentioning the fact that you're going to have to learn this stuff. This is time that you don't have, and it's not well spent on your business. Again, it's a great tool. Paid advertising works. It's phenomenal when your business is ready for it, and you can fully commit to it in the way that you need to, to utilize it well where it's not a money sink for your business. So I don't want to spook you. I don't want to freak you out. But if you've been thinking about paid advertising, I want to tell you it's not as easy as people make it seem. And also, you have to be in a position where you've validated what your business is and you truly understand why people buy from you. And then once you have those two things and you're actually making money, here's the third piece of advice. Don't do it yourself. Hire someone who actually knows what they're doing and have them do it. <laughs> Seriously. That's, that's the way to approach it because again, you're not going to have the time for it that you want to, and it's going to be a, it's going to steal from other angles of your business that are far better for your time investment. So 
Hey, thanks for checking out this episode. We got a big episode coming on Monday of next week, episode 150. I'm so excited to share. Uh, Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. Of course, check out the Patreon. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or thoughts, you can always email me, Blake, at goodadvicecoaching.com. Thanks again. I'll catch you later. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.